I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio Gallarotti, joined by Francis Ellis. How are you doing, Francis? Great. Good. Let's do it. Dun, 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 dun. That felt like a game show intro, right? Mm-hmm. Like, presenting you, Francis Ellis. Yeah. You'd be a good game show host. That is something I've thought about before. I think you would. But I also think you'd be one of the game show hosts who killed himself because well, here, of it. Yeah. <laughs> you here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, you'd right? Like, Francis, he seems so happy. Alex Trebek <laughs> has had such a career, Unbelievable. right? Uh, and he's done it for so long and he makes so much money. Yeah. And then I also heard they tape all the episodes of Jeopardy in a very short window and then he takes like eight months of the year off. That's insane. And just does whatever he wants. No wonder he can pronounce every word so well in every language because he probably learns every language because he's eight months a year to learn language. He's amazing. He's amazing. What a national treasure. He really is. Isn't he Canadian? I think so. Yeah, so maybe they're national treasure. A continental treasure. Either way. (laughs) (laughs) Continental (laughs) treasure. Um, Either way, here's the thing. If you had to do that hosting every night Mm -hmm. uh the monotony of it would break me down yeah having to like be so happy this disconnect with this group of people who you don't have anything in common with right there's something weird about that they're all excited it's like exactly i I think steve harvey to me is the one who has it the worst that's the show where people where hosts have like been depressed yeah it's just too hard to to pretend to be excited for people that yeah. you know that you you just think every day that you're smarter than them. Right. You know what I right, mean? Right. He's great, by the way. He is amazing. He, he figured that out. He's relentless in He's his. Really good at hosting uh, on the show. Yeah. I think Drew Carey's good at it. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a tireless veneer of happiness. Mm-hmm. You can't break that ever. Yeah. Whereas Bob Bob Barker used to to break it. Like he had moments of frustration and. <laughs> It would show. Really? I don't yeah. remember. I used to watch that show when I stayed home from school, though. It was great. Yeah. I watched Blue's Clues. A lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's get into some emails here. Let's do it. Okay. We have a couple good emails. Um, so I guess let's start with this one. What's up, guys? Uh, not sure if this would qualify for the pod, but I have a pretty, quote, good story from when I was around 19 or 20. So we're at my buddy's house celebrating his birthday. We're all in the basement boozing hard, as you do in the early drinking years. It was mixed company guys and girls playing drinking games and whatnot. The bathroom was upstairs, so I wandered up. To, I'm laughing because I've read this before, and it was I, just, I really enjoyed it. So sorry. The bathroom was upstairs, so I wandered up to use it. All kinds of fucked up off the old plastic liter Kentucky gentleman. Hmm. I'm assuming that's some kind of cheap whiskey. Yeah. Um. If you oh yeah, if you don't know what it is, it's eight dollar handle whiskey. His mom is on the couch doing work on the computer. She was a teacher. She had some sort of issue with the computer, so I sat down and said I could help her out. Oh, boy. (laughs) I know next to nothing about computers, but I was real fucked up. And back in the day, if I got like that, I thought everyone wanted to bang me. Fair. Uh, Long story short, I ended up just sliding the computer aside and make my move to make out with her. Ridiculous. I've never done things like this before, but for some reason I I said, fuck it. Next thing I know, we go into the bathroom so no one will see us. 
<laughs> She's blowing me as I sit down on the toilet. Oh my god! I am starting to get turned on, dude. I don't know about you. Um. <laughs> Keep it hey, she's blowing me as I sit on the toilet. She wasn't using it, just the only seat around. Okay, got it. Then we take it up to the bedroom to do all the fun, do other fun stuff with sex. Then I hear a voice calling out, Mom? In my drunken stupor, I knew I locked the door, so no problem there and kept going. There's a knock on the door and then it opens. I've never used so much body strength in my life to hurl myself off of this woman and lay flat on the floor as if that would make me invisible. The younger brother asked what was going on, not seeing me on the floor on the other side of the bed. The mom ushered him out of the room and said nothing. Uh, I didn't grab any of my belongings uh, and just bailed out of the room to meet one of the other party patrons directly outside of the mother's bedroom. Um, needless to say, the party found out, and I've been denying it for about 12 years to this day. Love the show. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. So, fantastic submission. Horrible person. <laughs> Horrible person. This is my take. I love that if he's been you, denying it. If you bang my mom, <laughs> you're a bad dude. That's like, that's so tr traumatizing. We don't know the relation of this guy right, to the Let's mom. assume she's divorced, right? Okay. Or, you know, whatever. Let's assume she's single, right? So this guy's not eliciting an affair uh, and breaking the home. Um, let's assume, you know, that, uh, whatever, e everything was like, she's a hot mom, you know, she's mm -hmm. eligible. Everyone's always joked about it. All of that to actually go forward with it and to make, you know, to put the steps in place to, to make a move on a mom at the house you're partying at mm -hmm. to me. If you're friends with the guy who's throwing the party, you're an asshole. Oh, for sure. That for sure. But, you know, to play devil's advocate, that would like the idea of the mom sitting on the couch, like with her glass of wine, working on the computer. You come upstairs, you're like, oh, hey, Mrs. Whatever. Yeah, it's a porn scene. It, it's no, but also to like you sit down to fix the computer, take a deep breath, set the computer aside and lean in <laughs> and start making out with the mom. I can't think of anything hotter in my life. That was. It, it it is it is impressive <laughs> the gall to to do that because I thought when you first started telling the story that it was going to lead to him being rejected, which is a mortifying. I was oh, yeah. so scared. I know that was where the story was going. I know, and uh, to to make a move like that on a mom, I mean, I don't know how you come back from that. Like that is a. That's tough. Maybe, maybe she's still, cool. You're still 19 or 20. I think the mom is just like, I I respect it. I respect it. But like, go back downstairs. Maybe if you're lucky, bourbon. like, oh, you know, sorry, you know, boys will be boys. Like, maybe she shakes it off. Yeah. Fine. It's one thing if you take your dick out. <laughs> if you take your dick out, I don't know how you walk back from that. But if you just lean in to make out and get rejected, it's not that bad. Yeah, okay. That's funny. Well, God. <laughs> what a ridiculous submission, it's dude. funny. It, it does make me think... I mean, it's just insane. First of all, I don't know how the younger brother comes in and sees his mom presumably like naked or under the sheets of her bed and is just like, oh, nothing to see here, walks out. He might have been really young. Might have been young. Um, But boy, what? yeah, I mean, what a story. And... and how did I wonder how the rest of the party found out? I I don't I mean I think cuz I think at the end 
I might have left this sentence out because it was confusing me, but he met somebody outside of her room, mm. and they're like, "Are you? Were you?" Uh-huh. I love amb- ambiguous rumors like sure. that. Though. Like sure. there was this rumor that I had slept with. Uh, her name's Emmanuel Cherky, Cherky or something. She was the E's girlfriend. Oh, Emmanuel Cherky yes. from from uh, yes. Entourage. Yes, there was this one of the most beautiful women alive. Gorgeous. There was a rumor that I had slept with her. I've never met her in my life. Where did this come from? I don't know. One of my friends made it up because he thought it was funny. They think it's they think it's funny to make up rumors about me. I've like, learned this. Yeah. Th- there's another rumor that I slept with Donald Trump's daughter, and everyone says, "Gee, bang, Donnie T's daughter." I did not. But that was a funny one also for a while. Um, but so this one in particular, I've leaned into it. So uh-huh. all these people would ask me about it. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like it like rose, like rose my stock a bit. I would. Of course it would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, how do you connect those dots? <laughs> Wait, how? Do, oh, because because he's been denying it is how we got to talking about that. Right. I find that funny. I think and I respect him for denying it. OK. I think for me, it's just. Once you, once you sort of put yourselves in the shoes of the guy who was, you know, the son of the mother, mm. um, you, you, just, you can't live that down. Like that's always going to hang over you I and know. it's going to crush your, your feelings about your mom and everyone's going to call your mom a MILF and like everyone right. else is going to then try to bang her and. Right. All of a sudden, it's like you don't feel safe in your own home. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I've mentioned this briefly. I didn't get into any detail about it, but I went on a date with my friend's mom. You've, you've mentioned this yeah. before. Uh, and nothing really happened with it, but I, I got permission. See, that is just crazy to like, me. Like, I was joking. I was like, your mom's so hot. Your mom's so hot. Like, can I take your mom out? And she was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. She's like, all right. Yeah, sure. Like, here's her number. But nothing ever happened with that. She didn't like me. That's crazy. I feel like I do well on dates too, typically. That was my worst showing ever on a date. It's strange to me that she would have agreed to go on a date with you and then have found you not, at that point, to have been like, ah, he wasn't for me. I know. I think she didn't know that I was like a tennis instructor at the time. And I think that turned her off. That I was like the glorified help. Not the fact that you were 25 years younger. She she took umbrage with your vocation. Uh, he doesn't show promise. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to put me in the best assisted living facility <laughs> when he's fifty. Oh my god! I'm you know just a, lo- I mean? a lowly tradesman, dude. That is so funny. Oh my god. Oh god. Well, here's a question. I want to ask you this: What is the worst? misread you've ever had of a situation oh. like what's the worst rejection and that was so mortifying and stopped you in your tracks where you were just totally wrong in reading the situation this, so this is subtle but i still think about it to this day because of how much i thought that this was a home run move and i fucked it up so this girl i dog sat for this girl who was my friend and like literally, we we were hanging out at the apartment for a couple of days. Like I was at her apartment. I stayed at her apartment. It was a sick apartment in, in Tribeca. Like it was great. She had earlier that summer, or maybe the year before, she went on a trip with this guy to Greece or something, or like Europe. And the whole time, like she's like, he was such a great guy. He's my friend. He took her. He paid for everything. They were in a group. And then he like tried to put the moves on her, and she was like, "Oh, we're just friends." And I was like, "Oh, like I under- I completely understand that reaction, kind of. Like, what did you expect?" She's like, "I know. I should have known better." 
because like you know a guy takes you on a trip like and he just wants to be friends that's weird right mm-hmm. okay. so the guy texted her after the trip and was like oh like i take you on a trip and then like nothing like that's it so that's what he said so i watch her dog for three weeks right and i have a great time sitting in her apartment we're just friends i, I kind of had a thing for her but like we were just friends um and as i left her apartment after she got back we hugged i text her as a joke i see the exact same thing that guy said i go oh, I just walked your dog for three weeks and then that's it? Like, thinking she would get the joke? And to this day, she thinks I was dead serious. Oh, God. And it's, like, I'm so frustrating that I'll still bring it up and she'll be like... Mm. Yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. Again, and the more you bring it up, the more it solidifies her, her thought. Exactly, exactly. So, like, and, and I, it's so obvious to me that that was me fucking around. And I think to anyone else, but you could not convince her. But it's, it's text messaging. Context is lost. You know, had you said it in person, I'm sure she would, with a smile on your face, she might have been with you, but. You would have gotten it. Yeah, probably. You know. But I, but, so that's an interesting one because that's, I'm, I'm, I was thinking along the lines of like physical advances that were spurned where you thought there was so clearly Mm. an invitation. And I don't mean to get into like, you know murky waters here of like consent that's not what i'm talking about (laughs) no because because i'm I'm saying like you think that there's a you think that there's like chemistry you lean in to kiss somebody and they're like whoa 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 and then then you're like oh my god i'm so sorry right you know that's what i'm talking about like that's happened to me okay and i think that for me personally i am much more traumatized by what i just talked about than me striking out when I try because at least my intention is clear and I'm not ashamed of the fact that I was rejected. And I find that somewhere down the road, that same person who initially rejected me eventually like respects my trying so hard. Got it. And they let me. Yeah. Yeah. But what about you? Do you have a good one? That's, that's what you said is interesting because now you're talking about, uh, you know, persistence being rewarded or, or, or the sort of, like the flirtation aspect of it. It's like she's, you know, maybe maybe you 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 make a joke out of it and then it's not weird at all. So, dude, I don't even make like a joke a about it. I literally will be like, and she'll be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I really wanted to kiss you because I... Wow. And I stand by that choice and I'm going to try again probably and you can keep rejecting me, but I want this and I'll, I'll never, like, I'll never step over the line. I'll never, like, be right. forceful, but I'm like, if we hang out, I'm going to try. I'm sorry. Yeah. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Well, what yeah. do you got? What do you got? I, I'm thinking of specific instances in my life where um, I was just so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I had I had read the situation Completely misread it, right? dead wrong. <laughs> Um, and the the first the the big one that really comes to mind, and I think I've talked about this, was when I tried to kiss 
the princess of Jordan. <laughs> uh, Good for you, man. But yeah, that's one where it's so much. I, I sleep better at night with the peace of mind of knowing that I put myself out there and I was given a firm answer. Right. Because to not. Let, let me let me paint the picture. We're at the Queen's 60th birthday party in England. Same house where I met Harrison Ford. Right, but this, this was this was years later. This was, you know, 18 years later. <laughs> and I hadn't been back since I met Harrison Ford. <laughs> what a great... This house, man, has just really been fruitful for your life. It's unbelievable. This is great. This estate in Ascot, England. <laughs> so we're there. And, you know, she's got two daughters and two sons. The queen with the king. Mm-hmm. So four, two princes and two princesses. And I'm seated incredibly directly next to the princess princess iman of jordan and this girl is so fucking cool she went to sandhurst which is england's military it's like their west point um she was you know in the military Mm -hmm. uh she's you know a fucking world face totally uh, she was she was named I think to World People Space. Magazine's twenty five hottest royals under twenty five. Oh, wow. That's a great list. But that honest. was before. And at this point, I think we were we were similar ages. I think at this point we were both like maybe twenty six or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seated directly next to her at a party of two hundred plus people. Oh wow! Big long tables in rows. People getting up to give speeches. It's an advantageous seating assignment. Yeah, and so misleading even. They're they're definitely and they're obviously Arab, mm-hmm. and they are Muslim, mm-hmm. but they are. It's it's yeah. more relaxed. It's those not circles, that strict. Higher circles. It's a little less. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so you know she's drinking. We're drinking. We're drinking heavily. Mm-hmm. And then there's a band later. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be dancing. And I'm like, well, fuck. I mean, I can dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, these, these stars are aligning. I, I, I'm, I've assigned seated. I have an assignment right next to her. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be able to talk to her all night. And, you know, I'm fucking cracking jokes. You're crushing it. Seeing the ball. You oh, know, yeah. I'm oh, talking yeah. to this royal in a way that I'm sure she hasn't really... Right. At least this is what I she thought. She doesn't encounter. She hasn't often. met many lay people right. who are. It's like a PG thirteen rom com plot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so we're, you know, she's she's going out for cigarette breaks. I'm going out and pretending I smoke cigarettes and not, <laughs> not inhaling, inhaling, but not wanting her to see that the, the smoke is coming out pure. <laughs> not in a line. She's so, so coming out as a puff. Just, I'm turning That's my cute. head and like kind of poofing it out. Got it. Yeah. Oh um, all just really trying so hard, just knocking my head against the wall. And um, at the end of the evening, you know, we danced. And I'm like, God, this, I, you know, if you ignore her station in life and the gulf between who we are as people, this to me feels like a great evening between two young people who are attracted to each other. Right. And uh, we, at one point I said, hey, do you want to go for a walk in the garden? And she was like, sure. So we walked out into the garden away from the party and we get to this fountain and I'm like, oh, fountain game over <laughs> and we sit down on the ledge of the fountain talk for a second we're looking at each other and i leaned in to kiss her 
And, and by the way, we've been talking, hanging out, dancing, all this for hours. And she leans away. She goes, what are you doing? Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. You know, just immediately. She said, what are you doing? She goes, you have, she goes, we're Arab. If my brothers see you do that, they will kill you. Jesus. That's what she said to me. Well, you should imagine if you were like, well, they weren't saying anything when you were fucking crushing vodka sodas. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, (laughs) I'll convert. I mean, to Arab. Is that possible? That's like, I understand that that's the ethnicity, but. I'll learn a, Arabic, whatever. Yeah, there's a whole like flock of redheaded Muslims too. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So, I not only did I walk away with the sting of the rejection, I then was looking over my shoulder for the rest of the evening, thinking like, "Am I about to get fucking, you know, plastic Wallah, come bagged, with me, bro. like, and and Hilarious. ushered away in a limousine to yeah, like, to a cellar somewhere, yeah, like as if you had fucking been counting cards at a blackjack yeah. table." Because all, even, you know, as, as, as sort of loose or relaxed as they are with their, uh, whatever, everything, they're, they're still definitely an arranged marriage oh, yeah. element of politic politicization of their, you know, Personal unions. Lives. Like right. they marry the princesses and the princes to other big families for the right. sake of political capital. And I certainly didn't fit. I, that mold i was a recent lacrosse playing graduate like nothing to show for himself so dude it was um that one was really one that i i walked away proud that i had tried but also in awe of how poorly i had read misread the situation mm. so did did you guys hang out still for the rest of the night we exchanged yeah yeah kind of okay, so yeah fine. but by fine. that point I, I was like oh the, the the bubble i thought was there has Head been burst, burst. And um, maybe I should just keep my distance. Ah, dude. But it was fine. At the end of the night, we exchanged emails. And she was like, if you're ever in London, you know, hit me up. And I was like, all right. And then that was that. We never spoke again. Wow. You never hit her up? No. I mean, you know, I, I think she, I, I read in uh, somewhere that she got married like mm. a year later and then got divorced a couple years after oh, wow. that. See? So I don't really know what is going on with her. But I wish her well. She was she's stunning, really gorgeous, Dude, Jordanian God. princess. Dude. I mean, I remember the the queen of Jordan is gorgeous. Yeah, and I remember when I was over there, I I said that, and my friend was like, "Dude, that's like not a good idea." There's like say that really? out loud. He's like, people will get really offended. That was probably Rania, uh, that Queen Rania, because she's the new queen, right? With uh, Abdullah, Abdullah, who went to Deerfield. Yeah, dude, how funny is that? Dude, I, imagine imagine how much puss he would have been swimming in as a Deerfield student who was the Prince of Jordan. So I wonder about that. The crown prince. I wonder, do I wonder about that? To be honest, I wonder what, if it helped. I, I, what American girl is not going to be. I'll tell you which one. I'll that. tell you which one. Like why is like Abdella like smoking cigarettes all the time? She's like, Oh, he's like a prince or something. I think he's like a prince. That girl's attracted or not attracted? Like, I don't think she cares. I don't think she realizes how significant that is. And he's just in the dorms fucking like any other. But this this was a polished, you know, westernized kid who was re- being raised or growing up in the, an American education system. So he clearly had, you know, uh, adapted. He spoke perfect, fluent English. And dude, also rich, like being a rich kid isn't like as high of currency at boarding school as like being able to wield that lacrosse dude, I think royality... You think so? Is, you think is they that get the it? word royality? It could be. It Roy- sounds nice if it yeah. isn't. 
Royal, excuse me, royalty. Royalty. <laughs> Stupid. Got my feet. Yeah, but royalty is the, the embodiment of yeah. royalty. royalty. Royalty is a diff. Royalty and fame are cards that very few possess, and bring bring you into different echelons. And I think though that by not having the fame. There's this ambiguity that makes it like you're a teenager. You don't know. Like, you don't know about this stuff. I don't think that that card plays as strongly in high school. I just, you I think it does? I disagree, dude, because all girls at that time were talking about was how hot Prince Harry and Prince William were. Yeah, but they're famous. The Fine. Prince of Jordan isn't on People Magazine. He's not on the cover of People Magazine. No, but everyone knows him uh, at Deerfield as the Prince of Jordan. Everybody knows who he is. They know him at Deerfield as the Prince of Jordan, but like I think that if he I would argue that the kid who's like the nasty soccer player would get way more ass. Maybe, maybe from, you know, the Connecticut standpoint of Cuz like, you just don't know Jordan also to like Americans, you know, not shit on Americans, but like we don't know about the world that as well. And granted in a in a boarding school environment or a more worldly group, I understand that. I think I think just saying the prince of anywhere is going to give him cachet. Here's an example of this. You know Rye Daddy? <laughs> no. Yeah, you do. Ryan DeCalos, Rye Daddy. Oh yeah. So Rye Daddy's this he's this uh comedian. He's from I think the Philippines originally. And there is some like he has some kind of like aristocratic heritage or political heritage. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't help him at all. Well, maybe it's because he's a comedian. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe but, it's because he's Prince put himself in a place where nobody gives a shit. But if he, I, I bet you that if in high school, if that were the card that he had played, it would, have, it would have been something. I think in New York City high school, that card plays. Where like money means more than all the other stuff that normally matters in high school. Where like kids know already that that kid's rich. So that yeah. kid gets laid. Mm-hmm. I think that that royalty card goes further. I mean, I, who am I to know? I don't know the answer. You could be right. But it seems to me not as fortified of a card at that young age and that he definitely bloomed later on. Right. Especially in college. If he even had to do that, I'm sure he did. Interesting. I don't know. Whatever. I wanted to ask you about this. So I went to get a slice of pizza last night nice. with my girlfriend. It was lovely. Uh, we went to Joe's Pizza. Yeah. Great, great establishment. And like, but there are so many Joe's pizzas. That is true, but I still think that that doesn't take away. Which from is how the cool. one that you? I like. don't think it's overrated. I mean, I don't really care which one. Oh, you go to any of the ones of the. They're all the fine. Okay. They, they they've syndicated well. Like even the L.A. Joe slice tastes like a Joe slice. Interesting. Okay. Um, but I noticed on the wall something that I notice in every pizza place, and that is just pictures with celebrities. Yeah. Of, and the thing that's funny about it is it's not even Joe. It's just like whoever was there that day <laughs> yeah, yeah. with a famous guy. So it's just pictures of famous guys with a guy who is presumably the pizza guy. Uh-huh. And I just think it's funny that like Italians, it's like a very unique form of name dropping. Yeah. Which I was very proud of myself for thinking of this. Frame dropping. Oh, we like, like that? that. We do like that. I was yeah. excited to bring that up. And that frame dropping is when you just have a bunch of pictures of yourself with celebrities. That's really good, dude. All around your establishment. That is really good. <laughs> that is really good. Dude, it's a great point. And um, I want to add this, which is that I was at the stand last night and the host went up and he said that he, he was doing impressions and he said he ran into Owen Wilson. And he was like, he was a great guy. Ran him on the street, got his autograph, like da da da. Who is getting autographs? Thank you for bringing this up. Anymore. It's the craziest thing to watch. Who is at all 
asking for an autograph. That makes me think that story's a lie. Well, I'm sure it was. I think it was just a setup. A setup for, for being like impression. My house. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's exactly. talking. Yeah. But um, the only to me the only place where an autograph asking for an autograph is acceptable now is if you're at a sporting event and you're a kid hanging over the railing, absolutely handing a ball to an athlete. But absolutely. Um, would you ever want or ask for an autograph? From a celebrity, if you ran into okay. them. So at this point, now that you and I have spent so much time in the entertainment business and have spent so much time around celebrities, that would be an absolutely insane thing for us to do. Yeah. However, if that were not the case, and I was, and I, you know, didn't see famous people all the time, whatever, I still, it would still be fucking weird. Yeah. Absolutely. But I feel like there was a time where it wasn't, and I think that cell phones are the things that have changed. That. Yeah. A picture with a famous person, a selfie with a famous person, is way more valuable than an autograph. Agree for your personal legacy, but is there some physical value to autographs? I don't know. I don't know if there's like because I used to, I bought an autograph as a kid. I would buy autographs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought a Magic Johnson autograph. Whoa. Came with a certificate of authenticity. Who knows if that was bullshit or not? How much did that run you? Eighty bucks or something. Wow. Fifty bucks. Who knows? Seventy five. I'm not, I don't remember. But I know that I, that seems a thing that I don't. I don't know if that's memorabilia mm-hmm. is dying out with the generation who liked it. Memorabilia holds no interest for me you go to those memorabilia stores i think it's it's just because once you realize that all the stuff in there is coming from a you know a sit down session where the athlete or the celebrity is just ripping Dude. through as many like a conveyor line of you know cards or whatever Absolutely. they're signing and they have it has no meaning it has no meaning Whereas if you were to actually run into them on the street and you got their autograph, that actually used to, to me, mean something. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. It meant something before when, right, exactly. So, right. But the idea of going up to somebody and asking them for their autograph, like, I can't imagine ever doing it because it's just such a, like, weird thing where, like, you can't, you no longer are, like, a person to that person. Correct. You you are placing them yourself as a such a subservient fanboy such a sycophant it sucks um and who wants that who wants to relegate themselves to that level that's just i believe in myself too much i'd rather have a conversation and if they're not willing no problem i don't want to be invasive i don't want to be invading their privacy but um and and i will also say that now the modern day autograph is getting the picture and posting it on your social media And what's crazy about that is when you would have autographs as a kid Mm -hmm. or maybe as an adult, would you bring people into your man cave and walk them through your autograph collection? Right, right. Would you show it off? Right. I think that the people who had it would. Interesting. But, dude, you're right. And the other thing, too, like, I remember I got an autograph. Okay, I'm a big Wu-Tang fan, right? Mm -hmm. I went to see Ghostface, Killa. With Capadonna and Raekwon, nice. the chef at Wesleyan, where my wow. dad works. <laughs> yeah. uh, my dad came to the concert, which I respected, threw up the W. I still have a picture of it. Um, <laughs> I respected that. It was cool. But after the show, I got Ghostface's autograph. Now, I was wearing a, t- a Prince t-shirt, which is a tennis brand that yeah. is sort of not as popular as it once was. It's still around. But so I just have this Prince t-shirt with Ghostface Killa's autograph on it. And like... <laughs> What's the point of even getting something autographed that doesn't even fit? Like, if you don't have a picture of the person, which, by the way, if you have a picture of the person, you're a weirdo. Yeah. But if you don't have some sort of, like, memorabilia that 
fits in with the vibe of the person whose autograph you're getting, what's the point of even getting it? Yeah. Right? Oh, uh, dude. Like good if you question. ever sign something extremely random, like if you're not at like a sporting event where you have a brochure, like you just get whatever, like you get your shoe signed, like what do you fucking do? Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. A lot of people get hats signed. I, uh, I once saved up for a LeBron James authentic jersey. Wow. Um, that he had worn? I mowed so many lawns. No, no, no. Just like the one on the NBA store. Oh, okay. But, it, you know, to buy the swing, what they, it was called, there were like three tiers of jerseys you could buy. There was like the replica, the swing man, and then the authentic. Gotcha. And the replica was just shitty screen printed numbers. Mm. The swing man was the middle tier that actually had somewhat, you know, embroidered, but it was like still ironed on Mm -hmm. and then the authentic was like sewn in lettering and they were the ones they wore on the court and they were like you know 200 bucks they were expensive wow so i saved up for this lebron james jersey i think it was his either his rookie or his second year in the nba playing for the Cavs. how old are you at this point i was probably a freshman in high school okay and uh i went to the celtics uh Cavs game with my buddy michael and I was a, an autograph fiend. I knew how to get them. I knew we had to get oh, to wow. the, where, where to go. I knew where the opposing team would be warming up. I got my spot in the coming out of the tunnel, basically. And I had this jersey, and I folded it up with the numbers. I had my sharpie, and all I wanted was LeBron James's autograph. But for some reason, as players were walking out from the Cavs, I made the decision. Well. Maybe I should try to get the whole team to autograph this jersey. And so Darius Miles, oh, yeah. who was on the team, uh, is coming out. And I'm like, well, I know Darius Miles. He's a big, big name. And I got him to autograph it. And then I had like six or seven other random no-name players autograph it. And then I'm like, okay. And then LeBron James starts walking out, and he didn't sign the jersey. He walked by. Because mm. he was only signing for like toddlers mm. with their dads. Mm. And so now I have this authentic jersey that I spent so much money on, saving up for, for weeks. And I have everybody on the entire Cleveland Cavaliers roster except mm. for the guy whose jersey it was. You just have like Ilgowskis and fucking. Dude, it sits in my fucking <laughs> childhood closet to this day as a reminder of my idiotic decision making damn well i mean listen dude like at least lebron wasn't gonna sign it anyway no but i'd rather have the authentic jersey with no autographs on it than not than everyone other than lebron dude this is the other thing that this this like makes me think of it's like you were busting your ass you were doing all this work manual labor to buy some jersey like that's like such a sad I know image too. Like also that it's just sitting in your closet. Dude, my life as a child was just one wanted item to the next. Ab- absolutely the same. It was what do I want now? My entire life and focus will be towards acquiring that thing. Now that I've got it, I fucking don't care anymore. What's the next thing? Yeah, totally. It was just let's gain. Let's yeah. Let's possess. Get more. Get more stuff. Yeah. Let's acquire and gain and fill our space with shit yeah. that won't mean anything in a number of years. Absolutely. I, you know, actually, I would like to challenge our listeners to get rid of your shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Like anything you don't need, just fucking get rid of it. Like you just don't need it. You think you need it and you don't. And it's, it's bogging you down. It's mm-hmm. making you less mobile. It's making it harder for you to execute on opportunities and decisions. Throw out your shit. Yeah. The, the woman, we talk about her a lot. The Japanese woman. Oh yeah. Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo, the, the subtle art of cleaning up or tidying up, whatever it is. Just, you know, you cannot overstate how good the purge feels. It's fantastic. Of clothing, of creating space. Um, you should tell yourself, don't buy a new thing until I've made space for it. Right. Or do you, and you really need it. Yeah. You think you want it. Do you really want it? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Fun. Oops, the podcast, baby. Oops, the podcast. Send us your stories of uh, missed opportunities, of <laughs> misread situations, and spurned advances <laughs> that have haunted you to this day. Well said. Uh, oops, the podcast at gmail.com. I'm Francis C.C. Ellis on Instagram. He is not Julio with a J. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you soon.